The Lady Parts Doctor podcast is a health podcast focusing on issues that affect women and those assigned female at birth. However, it is for everyone. This is our safe place to talk about things that matter to you involving your spiritual, mental, and physical health. It's not medical advice, it's medical information. We talk and I give you the evidence with a little of my personal and professional experience sprinkled in. So sit back, relax, grab your water, coffee, tea, wine, whatever it is. You know I've got my water and my thermos as always. And let's go. Welcome to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. I am Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor, and I'm so excited that you're joining me today. I've missed our conversations. We've been kind of operating on this relaxed summer schedule without taking an official break, so we haven't spoken as often as we usually do, but I am happy to have you here today. The last episode were powerful, well, was powerful affirmations for your health. You know, I am trying to include more just powerful, positive messaging for you in this world. It is very easy to get bogged down by the negative messaging and it's coming at us from everywhere, left and right, so much so that you probably don't even realize it on a daily basis. And I want to be a different voice for you. So sometimes we talk about some really serious stuff here. Sometimes we talk about some things that aren't very uplifting, but I want to make sure that you leave regardless feeling uplifted and empowered. So we have added affirmations. I have another powerful affirmation for you at the end of this episode. So thank you for coming and joining me today. Now the episode before that, we talked about the O-Pill and I'm, you know, it's been interesting to hear what you've said about it. And many of you weren't surprised. I know it is not, the progesterone is not necessarily the first birth control option for everyone, but it's been really interesting to hear your commentary about it. And so keep the commentary coming. Remember, you can always DM me on Instagram at ladypartsdoc, or you can always send me a message to drhack at ladypartsdoctor.com. That's D-R-H-A-C-K at ladypartsdoctor.com. It has been a while since I've told a story. And that's what I'm going to do today. (laughs) Picture it. It's the 1990s and Mariah Carey's Hero was at the top of the music charts. If you listen to some people that they'll say that was the last time music was good. I don't believe that, but we had some really good music in the 90s. Nelson Mandela was elected the first black president of South Africa. The OJ Simpson trial was captivating U.S. audiences and really audiences around the globe. And a new company that focused on selling books online called Amazon was founded. At the same time, there was a little girl who loved school, dancing, and hanging with her friends. And she loved all of these things as much as she hated her period. (laughs) Her period kept her from being able to enjoy the things she loved. It was long. It was heavy. It was crampy. It was just miserable for a little girl. The 90s were a time when periods were not discussed, and so she did not discuss it. For that reason, she thought her bleeding was normal. 
When that time of the month came, she put on her pad and her spandex shorts to keep everything tight and in place, and she just hoped she'd be able to make it to the bathroom in time to keep from having an accident at school, at home, wherever she was, and she thought this was normal. It wasn't until she went in for a checkup and revealed to the doctor that her periods lasted 14 days that she realized, hmm, this isn't right. She was given a prescription for iron after a brief discussion about starting birth control and sent on her way. And if you didn't already guess, that little girl was me. And I think that this is one of the main reasons I was drawn to OBGYN because I wanted to have a better understanding of my body, of our bodies, and what was normal and what wasn't normal so you would not be like me. This is really what sparked my interest in women's health and reproductive health. Today, we're talking about heavy periods. Nobody wants them. Everybody thinks they have them. What causes heavy periods and what can we do about them? And we're going to get straight to the point. While common, heavy periods are not normal. How do I know if my periods are heavy? In a 2019 study of 306 women presenting to a research hospital, approximately 25% of women described their periods as heavy. What makes a period heavy? Well, in the past, we defined heavy bleeding as losing 80 milliliters, that's approximately one third cup of blood with each menstrual cycle. And as you can imagine, it is incredibly difficult to measure exactly how much blood you lose during your period. And what if you only lose 79 milliliters? Is that just a moderate period? And I will tell you very often, the line of questioning when a patient comes in and I'm just doing their annual exam, if they're coming in with a period concern, I always ask, are your periods heavy? And often people will say, yes, you know, they're heavy. Okay. And then I go in more detailed questioning about how often they're changing pads and tampons. And most of the time their periods are not heavy based on these definitions. I'm going to talk a little bit more about other ways you can identify a heavy period, and sometimes they really are. Now, we use multiple criteria to diagnose heavy menstrual bleeding, aka HMB, aka heavy periods. According to the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, heavy menstrual bleeding is excessive menstrual blood loss that interferes with a woman's physical, social, emotional, or material quality of life. Signs you might have heavy menstrual bleeding include bleeding that lasts longer than seven days, bleeding that soaks through one or more pads or tampons an hour for several hours in a row, needing to wear more than one pad at a time, needing to change pads or tampons overnight while sleeping, or menstrual flow with blood clots that are bigger than a quarter or feeling tired or short of breath or lacking energy. Is that you? Now, some of us use menstrual cups or use the reusable pads or the period underwear. Still, you can kind of use this as a guideline to figure out, do I fit that heavy menstrual bleeding profile? Does this describe me? What causes heavy periods? In addition to diagnosis, it's also important to classify the bleeding based on its cause. Is it structural, like due to a polyp or adenomyosis or fibroid, also called a leomyoma, or cancer, malignancy, or hyperplasia, which is an increased number of cells? 
Or is it due to a functional cause like a bleeding disorder, something like hemophilia, for example? Is it endometrial? Is it caused by some other medical intervention that you've had? Or do we just have no idea what's causing it? Determining the cause is so important for finding the proper solution, the proper treatment for your bleeding. Let's break down these causes further. What's a structural cause? A structural cause can be identified on an ultrasound or by histology, where the tissue is examined under a microscope. Endometrial polyps are abnormal growths made of tissue and blood vessels, and they protrude from the uterine lining, the endometrium. They can be cervical as well if they grow on the cervix, and they're found in both premenopausal and postmenopausal women. Polyps are mostly benign, but they can also be malignant. So about one to 2% of polyps are malignant, cancerous, in women who are premenopausal, who haven't gone through menopause yet. And then about five to 6% of polyps are malignant, or cancerous in women who have already gone through menopause. So if you have already gone through menopause and you have a polyp found on an ultrasound, you're maybe having some abnormal bleeding. This is why your physician is going to be likely to recommend removal because we want to take it out. Five to 6% is just a high enough risk and it's easy enough to take it out that we just want to check and make sure and provide you with the appropriate treatment. Adenomyosis is similar to endometriosis in that endometrial tissue is found somewhere it shouldn't be. In this case, it's found in the muscular walls of the uterus called the myometrium. And instead of being confined to the uterine cavity inside the uterus, Heavy menstrual bleeding is the most common symptom for adenomyosis. However, those affected can also have irregular bleeding, pelvic pain, and painful sex. Fibroids are benign tumors found in the uterus. Most women, most women and people with uteruses were going to develop at least one fibroid in their lifetime, with up to 80% of black women and 70% of white women developing fibroids by the age of 50 years old. The most common symptom of uterine fibroids is heavy menstrual bleeding, which could be due to increased uterine surface area when you have the fibroids, increased blood vessels, and thus increased blood flow to the uterus when you have fibroids. And these are all theories. We don't fully understand, but these are all theories that we have as to why people with fibroids may have heavier bleeding. Malignancies, cancers, can cause bleeding when they grow new blood vessels. And these new blood vessels are often fragile or when they invade existing blood vessels as the malignancies, the tumors are growing. What's a non-structural cause? Once your uterine lining is shed during your period, you continue to bleed from exposed blood vessels. You need platelets to come together and clots to form in order to stop the bleeding. Coagulopathy, or inability of your blood to clot properly, can cause you to have more bleeding than you should. Issues with ovulation, ovulatory dysfunction, can also lead to heavy menstrual bleeding. Problems with the endometrial lining, the inner lining of the uterus that we discussed before, can also cause bleeding. And then iatrogenic causes, or heavy bleeding caused by medical treatment, like medications or surgeries. Finally, sometimes we can't clearly identify the cause. We just don't know what's causing the bleeding. And these are all 
non-structural causes of heavy menstrual bleeding. I'm going to take a moment here to pause and say thank you so much for your support as you continue to tune in to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. If you can, please pause this episode and head over to whatever app or platform you're using to listen and leave a positive review. Positive reviews like yours are what guide people to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. All right, now back to the show. How do I manage my heavy period? There are many, many different ways to manage a heavy period, each depending on the specific cause. Options range from observation and lifestyle changes to medications to minor procedures to more invasive surgeries. Observation. Sometimes a period may be heavy just for one cycle and may return to normal the following month. In this case, observing might be the best option with intervention if the heavy bleeding persists beyond one cycle. Lifestyle changes. Maintaining a healthy body mass index is key as a high BMI can increase your risk of ovulatory dysfunction, which can lead to heavy bleeding. Medications. Medication options can be broken down into hormonal versus non-hormonal. There's a reason that so many OBGYNs offer hormonal birth control for non-contraceptive purposes, for non-birth control reasons. They work. The pill, the patch, ring, shot, implant, and intrauterine devices, IUDs, can all help decrease the amount of blood loss. It's a matter of finding the one that works best for your flow and doesn't interfere with any medical conditions you may have. For more information about how each of these works, please check out the Lady Parts Doctor podcast about contraception. In addition to contraception, there are other hormone therapies that we use for the treatment of heavy menstrual bleeding. For example, there are certain hormone injections that we give, and that's all a conversation that you'll have with your healthcare provider. There are also non-hormonal options. Some women and people with uteruses who have heavy bleeding have issues with how their blood clots during the menstrual phase of their cycle. After they form fibrin clots to help stop the bleeding, there is an overactivation of the system that breaks the clots down. So it's just breaking the clots down like crazy and the clots are not stopping the bleeding and they just keep bleeding. Tranexamic acid is an anti-fibrinolytic medication which works to prevent the fibrin clot breakdown and lets the fibrin clots do their job. It needs to be taken three to four times a day during the day for heavy bleeding and during the days of heavy bleeding. So you might not take it your entire cycle, but if you, for example, have a period that lasts five days and the first two days of your cycle are very heavy, maybe you'll take it the first two days. You're going to have a conversation with your healthcare provider about that. And I will say, I recently tried it for the first time. You know, I like to talk to you about things that I have tried out. And it works really well. As someone who deals with heavy periods, I did not have to change pads or tampons as frequently as I typically do. So for me, there was a direct, okay, I use this and it works very well for me. So again, you need to have this conversation with your healthcare provider. 
Studies have also shown that inflammation is associated with increased menstrual blood loss. Decreasing that inflammation can improve menstrual blood loss as well. This is done by taking non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, also known as NSAIDs. Methanemic acid, Ponstel, that's Ponstel is another name for it or brand name. It's the most common reducing blood loss by 25 to 50%. However, other NSAIDs, think naproxen, ibuprofen, also work and have the benefit of reducing pain as well. With that said, these methods aren't gonna work for everyone. If after a few months of using them, you've been trying them, you don't see a benefit, you might wanna consider something else. Again, this is a a conversation that you are going to have with your healthcare provider as you are trying these things. But it's just important for you to know what is out there. Procedures. There are multiple procedures to treat heavy menstrual bleeding for those who may desire childbearing and those who do not. Each option depends on the cause of your bleeding. For example, someone with multiple fibroids might elect for a myomectomy, which can be performed in several ways. And a myomectomy is a removal of fibroids. Someone with endometrial polyps might choose a hysteroscopy with a polypectomy. That's a hysteroscopy is a procedure where we place a camera into the vagina into the cervix or through the cervix and into the uterus where we can look around and we fill the uterus full of fluid and we can identify as we're looking with our camera, we can identify polyps and then we can remove them. For those who don't or can't have future pregnancies or don't want them, an endometrial ablation damages the uterine lining, preventing its growth, and thus it's shedding each menstrual cycle. It only takes a couple of minutes to perform and recovery time is minimal, like you could go back to work the next day if you wanted. For those who want to be done with the bleeding and never look back, a hysterectomy, which is removal of the uterus, is considered definitive treatment. There are other procedures that I didn't mention. There are so many procedures. So again, this is a continued conversation between you and your healthcare provider. How can I discuss it with my doctor or provider? If you have a concern, it is always good to discuss it with your healthcare provider. In the discussion, it's helpful to have answers to these questions. I'm gonna give you a list of questions, so if you need to take a moment, just pause here. Are you ready? Okay, so you want to be able to answer, how old were you when you got your first period? How long is your menstrual cycle? And I don't mean your period, you know, which might be five days, seven days. I mean the cycle all together. How long in between the first day of one period till you get to the first day of the next period? Is that 28 days? Is that 35 days? Is it 21 days? Is it a regular? Like maybe it might be 20 days, it might be 50 days. You want to be able to answer that question. How many days does your period usually last? So from that first day of spotting where you know your period has started to that very last day that you're seeing blood. And then on those days, how many of them are heavy? Good to note. Maybe you just have some really light spotting on the first one or two days and then your heaviest bleeding is your third day. Or maybe the bleeding just comes on heavy for the first three days. Be able to answer that question. And on your heaviest day, how often are you changing tampons or pads? So if you remember before when I mentioned that a lot of times people will say they have heavy periods and then I get more information and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that period's not as heavy as you thought. 
When you're saying I change a regular tampon, a regular size, a regular absorbency tampon every three hours on the heaviest day of my period, that's not really a heavy period. If you're telling me I change a super plus or an ultra tampon every hour on the heaviest day of my period, that's a pretty heavy period. Even every two hours is a heavy period. So you're going to have the conversation with, with your healthcare provider because it is kind of nuanced. Sometimes you just know that you have a heavy period based on all of those other things that I mentioned, but they can kind of guide you to figure out where your flow uh, <laughs> where your flow falls on that on that uh, continuum, okay? And you want to be able to answer, how do your periods affect your quality of life? Can you not schedule, like do you take time off from work when your period's coming? Are you sleeping on multiple towels at night when you're on your period because you might bleed through the your underwear and the pad and the sheets? You know, how does it affect your quality of life? Are you not able to take vacations? So these are good questions to be able to answer that are really gonna guide your healthcare provider as they try to figure out how to make the situation better for you and improve your quality of life. This is a great opportunity to lean heavily on your period tracker. You can take notes during your cycle, use it to determine your average cycle length and predict when to expect your next cycle. You may also have some questions for your healthcare provider. If not, here are five important questions that someone experiencing heavy menstrual bleeding can ask their healthcare provider. One, what could be causing my heavy menstrual bleeding? Understanding the underlying cause is crucial for effective management. Ask your healthcare provider about potential reasons for heavy for your heavy periods, such as hormonal imbalances, fibroids, polyps, or other gynecological conditions. Two, are there any medical tests or evaluations needed to determine the cause of my heavy periods? Diagnostic tests such as blood tests, ultrasounds, and a pelvic exam may be necessary to identify the specific cause of your heavy menstrual bleeding. Inquiring about these tests can help ensure that you get a comprehensive evaluation. And an ultrasound really is an important step in some, for someone who has heavy menstrual bleeding. What are my treatment options? This is number three. What are my treatment options for heavy menstrual bleeding? Discuss various treatment options available based on your diagnosis, and treatment may include hormonal therapies, non-hormonal medications, minimally invasive procedures, or in some cases, surgery. You know, we talked about all of those methods above or before. Understanding these options will help you make informed decisions about your healthcare. And again, they're also going to depend on any type of medical, pre-existing medical conditions that you have. And four, how can I manage the symptoms and discomfort associated with heavy periods? In addition to medical treatment, ask your healthcare provider about lifestyle changes or home remedies that can provide relief from heavy menstrual bleeding symptoms such as pain, fatigue, or anemia. Five, are there any potential complications associated with heavy menstrual bleeding that I should be aware of? Inquiring about possible complications can help you monitor your condition and seek timely medical attention if needed. Complications may include iron deficiency anemia, reduced quality of life, or reproductive health concerns. Remember, 
Open communication with your healthcare provider is essential for proper diagnosis and management of any health condition. Don't hesitate to ask questions, express your concerns, and seek clarity to ensure that you receive the best possible care for your heavy menstrual bleeding. If you find that you're just not clicking with your doctor or a provider on the subject, or you don't feel heard, it's always okay to get a second opinion if you can. There are so many of us out here who love what we do, and we really want to help you improve your quality of life. You just got to find us. And so now I'm going to leave you with an affirmation, a powerful affirmation for your health. All right. You can repeat after me, I listen to my body's signals with love and attention, providing it with the rest and care it needs to thrive. One more time. I listen to my body's signals with love and attention, providing it with the rest and care it needs to thrive. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. Of course, I'm Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the blog, the podcast, the YouTube channel, Instagram. You can find me pretty much everywhere. And you know, I still, I love to hear your stories, any ideas you have for the show or just things that you want to share. You can DM me on Dr. Hack at, um, on Lady Parts Doc. I'm forgetting, like, what's my IG handle? Lady Parts Doc. And you can also, I'm on threads, so you can send a message there. Or you can email me, drhack at ladypartsdoctor.com. And if you have any other concerns, you know where to find me. All right, until next time. Mm-hmm.